0: We're live. we're live hello hello um this is our first live with the amazing teresa morgan and we're super excited about getting this interview so- um interview done um we're gonna just know more about teresa's story um she's a author, very focused on um giving out amazing um novels in the romantic uh genre and yeah we just wanted to have this conversation to know more about uh teresa's story
1: We're really excited as well because this is our first What's the Bristol Live happening every week. So like we said, we've got Theresa today, our guest speaker. But each week there's going to be lots of different people tuning in, getting involved and just kind of sharing all of their stuff and getting the Bristol community growing and supporting each other. So Theresa, just a really quick intro about you, you know, keep it nice and brief or explain as much as you want. Who you are
2: what you're about and yeah just a little bit of um backstory of you okay um so i actually write as Teresa f morgan um i can explain a little bit why uh if you want to know that information um i got into writing um back in 2006 um writing fan fiction and i decided that i wanted to do it professionally and um cutting a very long story short I was very lucky and fortunate uh, to get uh, my first book deal um with a uh, HarperCollins imprint um, in 2013 and so the rest is a little bit history um and uh yeah so and I write contemporary romance um or commercial women's fiction as my agent will say so <laughs> and uh, I don't know what else to say no, really that's, that's
1: fine no and I think you're missing one major thing out um you were top of an Amazon um for the book th- this Christmas right yes
2: actually that currently so my current novel meet me at uh, no um mistletoe at the manor um is my first ever Christmas novel and it's been sitting at the top of um inspirational religious fiction so I bet I am now a best-selling author <laughs> Uh, so I, got, I got a best-selling author badge I will say though um, it's because it's Christmas there's not really anything religious um, in the book it is book. not heavy in that sense it is just that it's based in they, and I think it's a clever way of publishers putting it into different algorithms and different charts to help push this book sales i don't i don't understand that side of things sometimes i just let them go on with that bit i just yeah. like the books
1: amazing that's such an amazing achievement so well done that's that's a great thing to have accomplished in 2021
2: so yeah and you're still one. there at 2022 so it was a great way to start the year too
0: amazing. yeah amazing amazing way to start amazing way to
1: start <laughs> amazing so we've got our first question we've got a few questions for you today to help maybe people that are interested in similar um, elements or there's going to be things throughout our questions that will help and support anyone in the Bristol community, so the first question.
0: Yeah so um, basically just going into like to know more about the story and so forth, um, what got you into writing and wanting to be an author um, just from the very beginning?
2: Yeah so uh, as I did, I did sort of say um I, I've not I'm not one of these authors that have known that they've wanted to write since the age of five I probably have always had a very good imagination um and I did used to write diaries and things like that as a kid um I've always been I'd say actually I, I wouldn't say always I got more into reading in, in my early 20s so I've always been then reading books and um in 2006 I was heavily pregnant with my or pregnant with my um second son and while my first son was napping I got into writing fan fiction um and um from there that is quite a that's quite a serious thing as well to get into you know there's people that take fan fiction very very seriously and um but I met a great critique group. They helped me kind of hone my craft. And even then, I was sort of writing romance within the 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 fanfic I was writing. And um, so I decided um, that I loved doing this. This is the one thing I've never known what I've really wanted to do in in life. I, I, I honestly I've just kind of gone through and would through secretarial marketing and um uh, uh admin really and um i just thought i want to do this so i i joined the comprehensive. i joined the writers bureau to do their comprehensive writing course to 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 see how to earn money as a writer and to be fair you earn more money or you can earn more regular money um on the non-fiction side um but i i just I knew in my heart, though, that wasn't really my strength or my passion either. So um, I stuck to my guns, carried on writing my um, fiction. I um, I entered a new voice competition with Mills and Boone. I'm not a Mills and Boone writer, but we had to do that. But it sent me on a path of getting involved in the Romantic Novelist Association and, yeah. um, and, and lots of things going along the way to and help with my first book being um, published. So um or getting a contract with uh, I had a two book contract. I actually nearly fell off my chair when I saw the email <laughs> <laughs> <I bet. laughs> uh, with them. Um, uh, so HarperCollins imprint, they were Harper Impulse at the time, but they're now called One More Chapter. But uh, to be honest, to, to have... HarperCollins on the inside of your book cover, whether it's an imprint or not, yeah, is just yeah. it's an amazing feeling. <laughs> wow bet, Yeah, bet, that's amazing. I bet, I bet that
0: like that in itself was just like an amazing like yeah, t- that, like tick off the list as well. Cause um just there's even hearing the fact that like it started off from this just, just just kind of an idea. It wasn't even a sense of just like, oh yeah, like I was, you know, I wanted to do it from when I was young. It was just an idea sparked and then just kind of just continued moving forward after that. So it's, just like, it's amazing to hear stories like that, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, I did fall into it in that sense. I just, it's, I've stumbled across it and I am, I'm lucky that I'm, that I've discovered it. It's, it's just put my life a lot better on, on a better track, I think.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nice. So
1: you've had a lot of sort of really great moments um, in your sort of career, even though you haven't maybe been looking for it or, you know, things that you've just given a go um, and stuff like that. So do you have any tips for anyone that maybe is similar to yourself, maybe just enjoys writing in a diary at the moment and how that can maybe turn into becoming an author and having the success that you've had?
2: Yeah, um, definitely. Um, so I, I think this isn't my um, actual um, unique, but I've heard it somewhere and it is so true. If you want to write, um, you cannot edit a blank page okay mm-hmm. and all books will need editing um but just write I um as mm. part of my fanfic stage there's there's a thing that's called um writing um nano write more so it's um national novel writing month I think it's November and it's one mm. month to write a novel and that mm. they're kind of going on 50,000 words getting and I did that in 2006, funnily enough, with my fanfic. But that taught me to just get that book down. Just sat, I sat at the desk every day and had to write 1,666 words. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's how much, like over a month, 50,000 words was going to be. So... Um I definitely would recommend if you if you really do want to write a book um and uh you know you've got such a story in there and um it doesn't matter how silly it might feel, just write it, just write it you can't yeah. and then edit it later,
0: yeah, but you can't it's edit like- a
2: blank page.
0: I don't know if it was, was it Hemingway or, um, or Stephen King who said the exact same thing, which just like, if you want to... Yeah, I've probably it got advice. it
2: from something, somewhere like that. I read it or something and I thought that is the best advice. And so um, it's now my advice too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't claim it only originally. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's yeah.
1: great. That's great advice. That's... And that's advice for anyone that, you know, maybe their New Year's resolution or any kind of New yeah. Year goals. That's a definite great tip. It's just, a, you know, get it out and get it on paper so my next question is um, you're very passionate about romance um, and obviously you enjoy writing romance is there a reason for romance is there a particular like um, yeah like a typical feeling like is there a reason for why romance is your sort of niche or
2: um i think I, again it's so you get told kind of a little bit right what you know i suppose if you if you look at some crime writers and that they were involved in the police or something somewhere along the line you know yeah. and maybe that interests them i kind of really do like i am a romantic in some sense and i just really do like exploring um the conflicts of two of a relationship you know and and, and things like that i mean um My favourite kind of um, storyline, which is my first novel, is um, about pretending to be in a relationship. So um, the idea, um, like with the first, my first novel, Plus One is the Lucky Number, um, Adam goes along as Sophie's date for a wedding and pretends to be her boyfriend and so every time he was making a romantic gesture she's kind of thinking is he doing this for real or is this pretend you know and it was it's that it's that playing on and i love films that are like that and i can watch those so um i think i just like exploring sort of um conflicts and things and um and you know and and having that happy ending at the end i kind of write I write escapism for women, is what I would like to say, or brain candy for women without, you know, doing myself any injustice. I don't claim yeah. to be some literary genius. I just write entertainment, um, you know, for people to just escape into. It's not too difficult. It's not, like, too taxing. It's not going to upset I hope in any way. <laughs> it's about yeah. pure yeah. escapism. It's,
0: <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, because um, it's good, though, because it's like, it's like fictional stories, but then it has realism within it. That, yeah, that, I, I do
2: try there? to keep I do try to keep some realism to it because um I mean if you read read some Mills and Boons and Bits and Pieces, they're billionaires and this, that, and the other. I try to make my heroes and my heroines quite realistic and relatable um yeah. in some sense. Obviously, they are always good looking. <laughs> <laughs> of course, <laughs> um, of course, but, yeah. No. <laughs> you know, but um it's uh, uh, and then there's an element of su- success to them and this, that and the other, obviously. But I tried to make them um, quite quite kind of grounded, relatable people, not always likeable, especially um, in uh, Mistletoe at the Manor. Tristan is not very likeable at the beginning at all. And that was deliberate. And yeah. it, it, it was deliberate to make him a little bit um, offish in that because um, mm. so that the two of them are clashing heads, basically. So, you know, there there are things that I've done in there deliberately. <laughs>
1: So, uh, I love, you know, and I love that they're characters that are well thought about, but have that kind of realism for people to really connect and resonate, you know, or, you know, some of the entries of the book, you know, it might be something that actually people have gone through, which mm. equally, you know, like you said, gives that sense of escapism and give that sense of kind of relatable kind of world, everything happens for a reason and, and things like that. So yeah, definitely, um, definitely a good, good area to be talking about.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so my next question, you definitely have um, already mentioned this briefly, but I would love to touch on it a little bit more. Um, you mentioned earlier that you are involved with the Romantic Novelist Association. I had to write that down so I didn't get it wrong.
0: Yeah. Um
1: And the Society of Authors. Like, I would just love to know how um, what's involved with that and then, like kind of how you got involved with that.
2: So with the Romantic Novelist Association, I actually went along to a conf- uh, there their yearly conference their summer conference um in 2011 and I wasn't a member then actually one of my favorite authors recommended that I go because it was actually open to non-members as well as members I just paid a little bit more um and from there I learned that they had a new writer scheme so um that's how I joined the RNA initially is that um I entered the new writer's scheme I literally sit up I sat up till 1 minute past midnight and said <laughs> sent my email in and I got oh, in. And, um, yeah. I, I can't remember now how much it was, but it meant you got a full critique of your novel, which yeah. um, both Plus One is a Lucky Number and um, One Fine Day went through. Um, yeah so uh so that's how i've remained a member because um as a writer it's coffee in the morning and it's prosecco at night and we like good parties (laughs) so um but it's really nice to be involved with like-minded people as well sometimes sometimes no disrespect but some people don't always get the um, that there's voices inside my head and they might think I'm a bit nuts. So, whereas you know when I'm talking with people who also have voices inside their head they kind of get it so it's kind of yeah. nice to um, <laughs> um that's where the
0: inspiration comes from yeah no
2: that, and we just yeah so. it's it's um it's a bit like the business network inside it's another net yeah. you know it's another way to network it's another way to um you know and support one another um I have a lot of writer friends and a lot of books that I have to read or I, f- I want to read because um mm. to support them and I know that they're they're great books too. So um mm. I don't have enough hours in the day really for the amount of reading yeah. I really books, a, like, you I brought in the Kindle because the
1: book under the bed which is stacking up so much i yeah. was like look until we buy our own property we cannot keep buying books there's too many in the room
2: no yeah. kindle is good actually it's a good medium as well it's good it's good yeah. um i like both i mean i do love holding a book don't get me wrong but kindle is also equally i have to say because of the, with the, you know my la- my neck my latest three novels um the next one's out in the summer yeah. i'm with a very much smaller publisher so um and even with um harper collins and the uh, uh, it's now one more chapter. Um, imprint means it goes into ebook first, so it doesn't necessarily guarantee it's going to come out in paperback. So um, you know, um, people with their Kindles and reading ebooks is you know can be for us smaller authors is our bread and butter. You know, so yeah, um, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with the Kindle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Yeah. definitely for sure. Um, with the Society of Authors, just for anyone yeah. who is um, listening and is thinking about and being a writer and all that. Um, so that's open to all writers. It's kind of a, 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 a an organisation a body organisation to support um, authors. So, um, say if you have, um, I, I've joined, you know, to get advice on contracts and things, and so it, it, they can they will help with your, you with all sorts of things, mm-hmm. really. So, um, so that's why I've joined that. So, um, from, there's they do probably more than I. Um, use them for but it it was um it felt like a good idea to just join them because you never know when you need might need some support or help legally or anything um they're there to help you so that's why i've joined the society of authors of course amazing so
1: you sound like you wear many many hats and constantly are going at a million miles per hour with lots of different things that you're up to and kind of doing so i just wanted to ask my next question which definitely was how do you balance the work life kind of um lifestyle with being an author and I know there's something else you wanted to talk about today as well so how do you juggle that what's kind of your future vision for that and kind of where you're pushing forward um yeah to the next chapter of your book
2: yeah um so at the moment I currently work part-time so because I do like everybody need a reliable income and um writing unless you are someone selling hundreds of thousands of copies of book then you know or in the millions like JK Rowling um, It's not um, something that actually pays that well. It's a bit sporadic. You can get lucky, and then you can be getting, you're lucky if you get a tenner a month. (laughs) So I've had to, um, I've joined um, Utility Warehouse as a distributor. So I'm hoping that this business will give me the time freedom. Well, it will, long term, it will um, give me the time freedom and the financial security so that I can still. Right, because as like I've said yeah. this is this is my passion this is the thing that keeps me going this is the thing that actually keeps me sane I've had yeah. I've had low times in my life but because I've had to crack on and write a book it's amazing how those bad moments get put aside completely because I'm just immersed with my characters and my mm-hmm. story and so it's also it's really good therapy as well. And I just don't mm-hmm. ever want to lose that. And without sounding lazy, if I go and get a full-time job, my, I've talked to other authors and, and it, you know, when I, co- when I work all day on a Friday, I the last thing I could do is come home and then try to write. Mm-hmm. The creativity is, like, just sort of knocked out of you because you're just tired and you, you're exhausted mentally as well as physically. So, for me, I need to i need that time freedom so that i can still write so kind of my plan is that i would write in the morning and work on the business in the afternoon that's my because you can't write all day either that would be exhausting too <laughs> so, oh, yeah, okay, but, yeah. um, but you what need to write, write that book, book, book see because they don't write themselves of course. <laughs> yeah, so i yeah. need of course. to put the time in to write the books
1: <laughs> yeah of course so with utility warehouse what would be really interesting for people of bristol to know it's january it's a new year. You know, um, maybe if there's any perks or any kind of niches for the utility warehouse, um, I've heard of them a little bit, but there might be people tuning in and listening on replay and stuff like that that don't know anything about it. So maybe how they can get in touch with you or um, what it is a little bit about, how, how you know, is it is something you can save money on? So maybe just share a little bit more information about um, utility warehouse, as in how it can help people, help the Bristol community
2: yeah i I got on board because it can um it helps me it helps me save money every month um so basically they're the uk's only multi-service um provider so they um do gas electric home phone broadband mobile and even insurance so the idea is simplifying um your bills into one bill um so you've got one account number to remember one account one password one direct debit um and um There's there's much more, but it is about basically saving money on your bills. And I knew that I could um uh get on board with that and help people with that. So that's why I chose that as my kind of um business venture uh to help fund the (laughs) the writing passion or writing addiction, how do you want to call it? (laughs) And and how
1: and how do they get in touch with you then? So say if someone listening in now or you know in a little Um, bit months, how do they get in touch to maybe help with them saving some
2: money on their utility bills? Okay, mm. uh, is uh, well um, I'm on See No Bounds in Bristol, aren't I? So right. I think all my contact details are there. Um, yeah. You can find me on Facebook as well as Teresa Morgan. So I write as Teresa F. Morgan because someone self-published as Teresa Morgan and I, she wrote romance as well ironically. Um, oh. So um, yeah. we decided back in 2013 that I would write under Teresa F Morgan I don't have a middle name F stands for fruing which is my maiden maiden name so you can find me on Facebook LinkedIn even Twitter now I think you put um um I mean just PM me in any shape or form um otherwise if there's ways I don't know how this works I can always put stuff in the chat um for people Uh, yeah
1: so yeah feel free um you know the Cino bounds community as well is for anyone um to access not just businesses but for any individual to just jump on and um if you need a service there's businesses like Teresa that can just kind of share get involved and connect with them personally so definitely use the easiest platform i would say is the Cino bounds you can just go on there and search in the search engine for what you need um, we'll put some of the information as well in the in the chat below after the live yeah um but yeah just i think that's something good for some people that maybe aren't a business owner but you know
2: might want to save an extra income
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and, and i'm happy to any- chat
2: about writing too so.
0: <laughs> yeah oh, yeah <laughs> i also want to say i apologize if i didn't say teresa f morgan live cool. Oh no, no, that's They're fine. Supply. No, I uh, <laughs>
2: I, put it in, I wasn't sure what to do actually, but I thought, oh well I'll put oh no, this way, that way, there. I yeah, thought yeah, I'd yeah, put Teresa yeah, yeah. F. Morgan as we were mainly talking about my writing. <laughs> yeah, 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 of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're someone with many hats, and I think that's something as well that needs to take into consideration. It you know, if you have this huge passion, sometimes you need to just be someone that um equally like you is doing more than one thing and Um, you can you can talk about all of them in in the same way and and, you know they might save on their utility bills so they can buy your book and and listen and and read along to your book so there's lots of different
2: perks and Um, and if there's if there's anyone out there with similar to me not necessarily writing but there are a lot of things out there that um, people love doing but it doesn't pay that well and so I can actually help you um, if they're interested I'd love to show you how utility warehouse works for me um, nice. to help fund my writing passion so you know there's yeah. that opportunity <laughs> too <laughs> so,
1: amazing, amazing 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 so my last question to finish our live off this evening is um what is your favorite book and why is it your favorite book
2: yeah i had a, a bit of a thought about this and i don't want to because i've got a lot of writer friends um <laughs> so um that have inspired me and my writing but i'm going to stick with um uh, uh, Jane Eyre um uh by Charlotte Bronte um as a classics I I picked that up. I've read it a couple of times now but I do just love it it was um I, I knew I had to start reading more classics I mean this is a close close second is Pride and Prejudice obviously with um Jane Austen (laughs) um but um it made me cry um and it's just absolutely wonderful so Mm I um and I can't offend anyone because she's dead so (laughs) but I do have I have lots of favourite books to be fair I thought that Um, would be a difficult question and I write I I I, even though I write romance that doesn't mean I just read romance I read all sorts of genres so um so yeah, so um, but I thought yeah no actually to be honest um, Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte is my my favourite. So.
1: Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you so much, Teresa, for joining us on our first What the Bristol Live. Yeah. There's so many ways that you can get in touch with Teresa, as I've said before. She wears so many hats, so feel free. Um, I and I can honestly say since meeting Teresa the last few months, um, you're just so approachable anyway. So please just reach out. Oh thank out you. For <laughs> you know just have a if you have a question she's more than happy to answer it whenever i've got in touch with you you've just responded and helped me in any way that i can so um she'll do the same for anyone in the bristol community or even wider field the sino bounds community or the worldwide community so get in touch if you need any help and support um with all of the things that we've spoken about today
2: yeah did you want me to put things
1: in the chat here
2: is that how it works or
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So feel free. So, Teresa, if you want to after the live, I'm going to end it now. So, we'll say goodbye and um, we'll pop all the information in the chat below of how you can get in touch. Um, obviously, the Cinobounds, Um Teresa has a um, listing on there where you can kind of access all of her information if it's one niche. And yeah, we'll, we'll thank you so much for being
2: on our show. Thank you so much as well. Thank you ever so much for inviting me. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. No worries.
1: Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.